0: Welcome to the Bonsai Time Podcast, the monthly everything bonsai and more podcast. In today's episode, we will hear the recorded interview that your co-host Kevin had with April Grigsby of April Grigsby Ceramics. She's located in the Cleveland, Ohio area where she has established herself as a new and -and up-and-coming bonsai potter and has recently gotten attention from many well-known bonsai professionals, such as Bill Valvanis. She is known for her true to form Japanese traditional bonsai pottery style. In her short time as a bonsai potter, she was invited to sell her work at the 2021 National Bonsai Exhibit in Rochester, New York. As of this year, April will be joining us in the Columbus Bonsai Society's 50th annual show. And this will take place September 24th and September 25th of 2022. She sees herself as a lifetime student of bonsai, ceramics, and trees, and is always ready to learn new techniques and new approaches. Please enjoy her story and bonsai on!
1: And it's nice, a nice and straight pot. And he hmm. said, "I'm looking forward to seeing it." He ended up buying it.
0: This was Bill Valvanis, right? Bill
1: Valvanis, yeah. Wow. So that was like, holy
2: crap. I was gonna say, my dad's amazing.
1: And then, then not too long afterwards, he did a he did a um, Ezo spruce planting, you know, forest in it, right, A write up and everything, and talked <sighs> about me. I sent him pictures, right. and everything. So that was like, and that
2: was in his yeah. magazine
1: yeah it was in his blog
2: oh the blog okay
1: yeah
2: oh, so not handy. in the magazine
1: yeah in, but still in a blog the...
2: gets a lot of attention too, yeah still, that,
1: it was just
2: because he, he now amazing. went fully online with the magazine and then yeah. the blog being always online yeah um i look at that pretty frequent because he's got some amazing photos of just natural nature obviously and his trips and stuff to Japan. I just salivate over it. I'm like, oh, I wish I could go. I, I, <laughs> I know.
1: Have you been to his nursery?
2: I did when I went to, um, Oh, the national, uh, national show. It was my first time going to his nursery. The, of my just, second national. This yeah. last one? Yeah. Cause had never you know. been
1: to him. We, um, stopped by or I nice. stopped by. Yeah, and... It was really nice. Yeah.
2: I met his family. It was really good stuff. Um, yeah. you know, it's funny. I've heard so many stories just with him and Chase Rosade and stuff. And Dan Robinson now out in Washington. It was uh Ryan, you know, Ryan, yeah. my podcast associate and whatnot. Uh we went out to um uh Bremerton, Seattle area, uh mm-hmm. in January. Um Ryan went for New Year's for a week and I went for three days and cool. just studied with him a little bit and blew our minds. You know, but the stories they all have, right? Yeah. You know. Um so who are you? <laughs> who am I? Well,
1: I am April Grigsby. Yeah. <laughs> You're recording, right? right exactly. You're okay. recording the whole time, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah um, I, I am a Californian by birth. Mm. I was born in Southern California, but my parents ended up moving to the Midwest, and I did most of my growing up in Central Ohio. Okay yeah
2: specifically where you're at now we're we're in um, we're in
1: northeastern Ohio which now is, okay it's a little bit south of Cleveland That's um, right. so That's I, right. I grew up in Zanesville Ohio which okay. is the home of the Y bridge yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and um, and then went to school at the Columbus College of Art and Design right, right. and um, that was in the early 80s hmm. and
2: um, what did you study there
1: I was a, I was a fine arts major okay and um, ended up uh, focusing on ceramics
2: Gotcha.
1: So and had a couple of really good instructors my my um favorite instructor was from Japan, Bon oh, Kajitani. I nice. I don't know what I th- I think he may have passed. I don't think he's alive
2: anymore. Oh, uh, okay.
1: <clears throat> yeah. And um and then there was another instructor there Kurt Bensley who works with porcelain and he does cool. he does uh, mill- like millefiori porcelain. So and it's translucent, beautiful beautiful stuff. He's not there anymore either. Okay. I think he's University of Arkansas maybe. Gotcha. Kata. Yeah, so um, majored in ceramics and um, and then I um, moved to Coshocton, Ohio and I worked as a pottery where's, demonstrator. Where's Coshocton? I've never heard it's, of that. Town. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's Let's see. It's north of Zanesville by okay. a little bit. North it's Zanesville, in that, yeah. that general vicinity. Okay, the
2: Smaller areas that are kinda. E- yeah, north and east. Through.
1: Yeah. It's just it's it's a very small town. It's on the Ohio Erie Canal. So there's okay. a little town called Roscoe Village. And I was I worked on a kick wheel. I demonstrated pottery for awesome. it was about a I think it was about a year.
2: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool.
2: When did you find yourself um, being inspired or as far as like what led you to want to go to art school and find art and also find you know a ceramic um
1: well i from a little child i was always drawing
2: oh, always yep.
1: always drawing nice. so i it, you know i just had to be an artist i sure. i was either going to go to music school or i was going to go to art school and made the decision that i had to be an artist
2: wow yeah. what did your parents say
1: um, they were a hundred percent supportive of it. Oh, I you awesome. know, I don't I don't think that they were looking at my career as what is she gonna get a really good job? Is she oh, gonna right. be a doctor? Right, <laughs> right. Like that. And sometimes I think I, I wish that maybe they would have looked at it more from a financial standpoint <laughs> because artists you know
2: starve and yeah sometimes starve more. <laughs> yeah, we're kind
1: of destined to be poor for the most part.
2: But the love and compassion of the art.
1: Right? Yeah. I I, I say I feel sorry for people who aren't creative (laughs) (laughs) I don't really mean that but you know I think there's something special when you when you're a creative person because you Mm -hmm. look at the world around you in a different way 100
2: percent. you know that natural instinct of like why do I do things different right? right yeah yeah what are um what are your things that keep you fresh, you know, from studying in school to just going out and doing the uh, step wheel you said it was.
1: A kick kick. kick, wheel. kick wheel, sorry. Yeah. And
2: doing that, like, what, 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 what went from there, you know?
1: Um, well, gee, let's see. You know, I, I mean, I.
2: Because you were uh, married at the time, right? I was married. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got married right out of college. Oh, cool. To a former student. Yeah. We, right. n- we met each other in art school, and Gosh. he was a. He ended up going on and becoming an art director. We ended up moving. From Coshocton to Chicago. And ah, so, um, I don't know if this is off point from yeah, the question, no, yeah, yeah, but no. <coughs> um, lived in Chicago for about 12, 12 and a half years. Mm. Um, we didn't stay married. Okay. Um, so, but anyway, so um, when I was there, I, I worked as a picture framer and kind of a bigger gallery yeah. kind of thing. So I learned how to do some high end. Um, you know framing and matting and oh, wow. remember even mounting a couple of kimonos wow you know, big, so big yeah. you know having to stitch them all into place and all of that so that that's was very that was kind of
2: cool well that explains a lot of the intricacies just you know with the palpational aspects. Um, the I, i've
1: always been 3d yeah you know that's i i, I like Two d- two-dimensional mm-hmm. artwork, but there's just been something about three-dimensional artwork, and yeah. that's you know that's why I went into clay. Does
2: it feel more alive to you?
1: Uh-huh.
2: Gotcha.
1: Yeah, it does. A life it of does. its own embodying? Yeah, like, I just, and I, I have to have my fingers on something. Like, mm-hmm. I, I eventually did started doing digital artwork, and I struggled with it because it wasn't tactile enough for right. me.
2: Right. I and I don't
1: mind getting dirt on my fingers. I f- I'm happy when my hands are dirty.
2: Right. That's good. Uh, yeah. That's good. My husband's
1: the opposite. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. You know, it balances out, you know, yeah. even yeah. on. Exactly. Um, so you go to college. You moved here when you were a kid. How old were you when you moved here?
1: Um, let's see. We, um, here, well, okay, so college, Ohio, then went to Chicago. Yeah. Then from Chicago went to Florida, mm. and it was while I was in Chicago that I really, my, I had took my first lesson yep. um, with bonsai, oh, okay. and that was with Ivan Waters. Okay. Um, and then moved to Florida and was able to eventually get into tropical bonsai. So I, I joined a couple of clubs. Mm. I ended up doing the newsletter and was actually president oh, wow. for a little while I for the know that. Okay, <clears throat> yeah for the president for the um the the uh, Lighthouse Bonsai Society in Boca Raton. Cool. So that was really where I started to learn about bonsai, mm-hmm. tropical bonsai. Um, but yeah, I, I was pretty active in in cool. bonsai for a, for quite a while when I was down there. Went through a divorce, um, and it was like before I went through the, the, the divorce, um, I had started to make bonsai pots.
2: Oh, okay, okay. I had
1: put clay down for quite a while. Right. right got back to it, and in a, in a period of time, I don't know how I learned about it, but there was the second national type pot competition, oh, wow. and I entered a couple of pots in that, and I got a second place. Oh, wow. That sounds pretty good. really cool. <laughs> yeah. That
2: was awesome. That's amazing.
1: And then not too long after that, I kind of, I just had to put clay down, and that's how I got into faux finishing and murals. I was doing Venetian plaster and just... You know, all kinds all of stuff. All over the board. And I did that for quite a while. Wow.
2: Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I didn't. I did not know any of that. You know, I have known uh, you. We met what two years ago at Rob Hoffman's place. Yeah. You know, yeah. His, his nursery. We were doing a. I think we had, he yeah, he a workshop. was doing a workshop, huh? Yeah. yeah.
1: On a Saturday, and, and he invited did, yeah. me to bring a whole bunch of my That's pots right. down.
2: That's right. That's right. How did you How did you meet Rob?
1: Um, through Ken Huth. Okay. With. That's right. um, what's. Uh, the, Ken's was, bonsai world. Ken's bonsai, or, bonsai yeah,
2: world. Yeah. 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 This even sitting in this big tub pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And I met I met Ken because just, you know, being in the Cleveland area yeah. and I'm trying to think of yeah, might have gone down there with my f- a couple of my girlfriends from the Cleveland Club.
2: Mel and Anna and them?
1: um th- Val and Or Val, and Val, sorry, yeah. Val,
2: sorry, Val. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know your name. It's been a long day at work. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, that's amazing. So with the influence of bonsai, what what led you to want to do bonsai? Like as far um, as that approach, you know. Since
1: I was a kid, yeah. you know, I was—I think I was probably in the neighborhood of 12 years old, and hmm. I probably—I'm guessing that I might have seen my first bonsai trees at the Franklin Park Conservatory. Okay. I don't know for sure, but right. that could very well be where I first got ex- exposed to bonsai. I've heard
2: that quite a bit from a lot of people centered in Columbus that that was their first exposure when yeah. their kids, like Ryan, um, yeah. You know, oh yeah, that was yeah. his first one when he was eight. He's like, oh yeah, I saw it there, and then I was. You got the bug you know no i mean cure. if you're a
1: creative <laughs> person how can you not be just right. drawn in by right. an amazing tree
2: it's, a, it's a, a, a ethereal plus the life of its own like you're talking right. about that 3d but it's a living organism too yep. you know yeah. Yeah. and the and the energy it gives off is, is and yeah. i and
1: i'm an animal person in nature yeah. Yeah. you know so it just seemed to
2: did you uh, did you ever move back to california
1: um, I ended up going to California in 2016. I was out there for a couple of years and stayed with my mom. Okay. And while I was out there, oh, and and leading up to that, I had, I had fallen. I was carrying a load of um, supplies down from doing a job hmm. at a client's house, and I tripped on the last step, and I went down, and I was carrying a full bucket of product. And as I jerked my arm up, I tore my rotator cuff. Eesh. So I was out of commission. Right. No more faux finishing. That put an end to it. Um, and a few months later, I was out in California. Yeah. What was interesting is the, the the injury. I could work with clay because it it was the over the head stuff ah. that I could no longer do. But anything, you know, shoulder and below. I could do it's that. Like a physical therapy. Thank God. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well,
1: I guess in in a way.
2: Yeah, I mean, you feel stronger because of it.
1: Um, I, I'm still weak in, in okay. my right arm, okay. but um, now that I've been wedging clay for a few years now, my arms are much stronger, <laughs> like they used to be. Would you,
2: would you say you're full time clay now? Um, oh yeah. Clay? Oh yeah. Wow. That's
1: awesome.
2: Yeah. I remember when we talked first? It was like, hey, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. You know, we both picked up on each other's vibes real quick. Because you had your display, and I bought some pots from you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to say I have some of the first ones that were for sale <laughs> still. <laughs> and, um, you know, just seeing your appreciation for the honesty that people were giving for feedback. It was really cool to see. You, you
0: know,
2: know if,
1: you, if you're not open to feedback, I don't know how, how can anybody grow, you know?
2: especially as an artist right
1: yeah and and i i don't know i think maybe some artists there there might be a stigma that goes along with with artists that they can be a bit arrogant and not open right. to feedback but you know if you're if you're purposely making things a for a utilitarian right a utilitarian object bonsai pots are meant to be used right. and so if you're making pots that don't fit the requirements right. then I think you're
2: in trouble, does that also go with your philosophy of life too? Um,
1: yeah, I think so. you know I, when I graduated from college, it's kind of drilled into your head be be new, be unique, be creative. Oh, yeah.
2: be this and and yeah. so
1: there's just for me anyway, because I don't consider myself a wildly creative person. I've got a lot of um, a lot of technical skill mm-hmm. but and I think you know kind of that's why i enjoy bonsai so much is that tech technically and craftsmanship i really enjoy that right nice. but i also you know you also have to be able to look you have to be able to design right. and proportions are really important so it just bonsai pot making fits my personality i don't i you know i don't have to be wildly creative i love looking at, tra- you know, I love tradition, mm. and um, I think it's really important to right. keep tradition in mind.
2: For sure, yeah. And <clears throat> I always say to people starting out, it's like, you know, learn the, um, I don't want to say rules, but learn the traditional sense of why this is this way. Absolutely. And then try to go on your own. Once you your learn the rules, ideas. then exactly. you can break. Exactly. You can learn to break exactly. them. Yeah, that rules thing is touchy. You, you know, I think <laughs> I
1: think of Pablo Picasso. I mean, he right. was a draftsman. He he could draw. Yeah.
2: He
1: he had to go through that before he could break the rules and do his own thing. Definitely.
2: You know, I think that's the criteria that should be in place, unless you're just like some. A normal savant of <laughs> <laughs> Well and those
1: those people exist and right, you right. know they're the they're few, amazing. The few the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think maybe there I can think of one person who yeah. makes bonsai pots. I think Roy Minerai, he must oh, yeah. he must be a little bit of that because savant, yeah. it, he he started out and then very quickly he was making pots that people absolutely loved.
2: Right. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get to meet him this last show, so I hope next show, Roy, I hope to meet you. <laughs> but his pots He's are, such a nice guy. His pots are amazing. Yeah, so and, beautiful. and the
1: work that he's doing with his glazes is just phenomenal.
2: All the chemistry involved, too, yeah. you know? And yeah. do you you find within the community of Ponce pottery, the, that community, that it's together, but it's also separate in my mind? Maybe, it's, maybe not for yeah. you, but yeah. in regards to, like, there's a lot of... Uh, Chemistry mixes that people make on their own—do they freely share as much as they kind of maybe freely share with bonsai trees? Does that um, make sense? What I'm asking?
1: You know, my experience is that I, I don't know a lot of people personally that make bonsai pots. In fact, okay. really, I'm besides people that I've just met casually. Mm. I, I work by myself, right. um, so I, that that idea of sharing and I, I don't even get on Facebook that much right. w- and, and the bonsai pot, mm-hmm. um, group. Right. I don't even comment or share on that so much either. I, I suppose part of it is the fact that I've really paid my dues, mm. you know, the things that I've learned, maybe watching once in a while, watching somebody in Japan make, you know, make oh, a pot, yeah. Yeah. just gleaning the techniques. Um, I don't, you know I've, what I've learned from mixing glazes is just on my own and trial and error. And when I was in college, we learned how to mix glazes. Um, I have a lot to learn when it comes to chemistry.
2: <clears throat> so, very, very, very. I don't know. <laughs> I
1: don't. I don't think the sharing is quite as intense as it is as it is in bonsai. Hmm. And and I think that it probably, it, yeah. I think it would be good. I know that Roy, for example,
0: he, gonna, he shares a lot. That's what made me think of that cause, yeah.
2: Oh yeah, here you go. But then trying to find the exact, you know, qualifications for each thing is where that puzzle piece fits together. Yeah, He can give you but you know, yeah, and the finesse. <laughs> you,
1: you, and every every environment is different. Even, mm-hmm. I mean, even I think even down to the fact that the difference in water can affect the I'm way agreeing. a glaze comes out. Now I mix a ninety. you know whatever of my glazes are all mixed Hmm. I have buckets that I've you know I find for recipes I try them out sometimes I'll alter them so it's all you know formulas have Um, you
2: ever um ventured into going out and digging actual clay from I've been thinking about that a lot yeah yeah what brought that up on
1: um just because I'm in Ohio oh, and right. there's Somewhere. a lot of clay in Ohio.
2: Yeah. This is true. Yeah. We were just talking about that outside with the you know root uh, span of trees being so so shallow. Uh, right? You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. So to I mean, even
1: in yeah. our backyard, when my husband had to do some um, digging for drainage, yeah. there were it looked like there were, could be some cool clay even just in our backyard so I may have to, um, like, to try. I may just have to dig in like, get
2: the grog, the Ohio yeah. grog.
1: <laughs> but you know I'm so I'm so busy with everything else that it it takes time you know you can have so many different projects right. it's kind of like squirrel
2: <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> no, yeah
1: what do I focus on right. and I've had a hard time I, I, just even evidenced by all the things that I've done as an artist and my interests and I'm easily uh, distracted. You've
2: been full-time two years now or full-time a year now? Um, I
1: I would say full-time, you know, we bought, we bought our house in, in late 2018 Mm -hmm. and then really started working on the studio and kind of got things set up and then the pandemic hit. (laughs) So no shows. So I was selling online. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really feel like, honestly, I feel like the end of 2021 um, and the beginning of this year is really, things are starting to happen.
2: Yeah, because I heard, I, I think we talked, or maybe through Rob, or the scene is small in Ohio, you know, so we're doing the podcast to make it a little bigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate um, it. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Um, I heard that you were going to Nationals vending. I was like, "That's I'm so, that happy. Huge. That was was so huge. happy." That was huge. That was so happy. That was huge. And, and how, how did that
1: come about? Well, that happened. Be, really, it happened because of Young Choi. Nice. Um, be, she and I Jesus got to be, to be friends. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a backstory with Young. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I told you that I'd entered two pots at the um, second and National bonsai pot competition. Mm-hmm. That it was mm-hmm. at the National Arboretum. Yeah. And one, the traditional pot that I entered got a second place, and then there was one that I entered in the um, Contemporary category. Mm. That pot never got sent back to me. I don't know why, huh. but I was like, okay, well, that's just a donation, right? Anyway, fast forward to 2015. Young used that pot because she was working at the National Arboretum. She right. used that pot and put some iris cristata mm-hmm. and did a nice little presentation in it. Wow. And in. After that show, I had gotten this random call, like, out of the blue from an old gentleman in Northern California. Mm -hmm. I saw your pot in the, you know, and and then he said, do you have any more like that? And I'm like, how did you, how did you, and I I didn't even know that, because I hadn't been working with Clay, so I had no idea that there was a third bonsai pot competition. Yeah. So then I researched it and I wrote a, an email to Young mm. and told her the story and she wrote back and you know thanked me and then she put it up on her blog, the, the yeah, email yeah. on her blog. Yeah. And then, you know, I think we might have reached out to one another once or twice. And then when I was in California, I said, Young, I, I said, I'm getting back into clay. I mm. have an opportunity. Um, and so then from then on we stayed in touch a little bit and then when I went to the convention in 2018 she asked if I would bring some pots with me and so she and another friend of hers they they bought a bunch of pots from me <clears throat> you know just you know I, I she knew I was coming yeah. kind of like so, the,
2: the back of the car trunk yeah trunk sales. Gotcha. yeah you gotta start small <laughs> right, right yeah because um. so then how was that feeling when you when did, did Young call you, or did Bill call you, or, or um, did, like how oh, do you know? Okay,
1: okay. So, so anyway, Young, um let's see. Young had come to Columbus to do a workshop. Right. Oh,
2: that was a great and workshop. We, yeah. yeah,
1: we we spent some time together, and she asked me if I she was going to be going to Rochester to do workshops with Bill and one of the clubs up there, mm-hmm. and she said, "Do you want to get?" want me to say something to bill show him your pots and i kind of was like i don't i don't know i don't know if i'm ready and then i think i reached out to her again and i said yes
2: yeah say something to him
1: she did and they said they'd like to invite me i'd have i could have a table i could have one or two tables so i originally took one table then i wrote back to them and i said could i have another table i need another table
2: Yeah.
1: yeah so that was like that was the beginning and and in, after the fact, I found out when I was talking to um, um, Diane mm-hmm. in in um, New Jersey, she said we purposely put you next to Sarah
2: Rayner. Oh wow, that's like, gotta <laughs> feel amazing! Like, you, say it again. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How how was that experience for you? I mean, um, was that your first big big show? It, oh yeah, yeah. That okay. was my
1: first really big show um i didn't even get to i talked to sarah for maybe five minutes was i was so busy, so busy. Yeah, and she was so busy were, yeah. it just so I'd, I'd really like to get to know sarah a little bit for sure um so you know i've, I've thought about just calling her out of the blue and saying sarah i mean <laughs> artist then, yeah, artist, yeah, right? <laughs> you know? right and so that that could be the beginning of getting to know a fellow bonsai potter
2: for sure yeah i mean there's a lot out there did Dale Cochoy, you, yeah. How did you meet? I
1: didn't. I didn't know Dale Cochoy. Mm. I knew his name, right. And even from when I was living in Florida mm-hmm. in in the 90s, you know, his name was all over the place. Right. Um, I I reached out to Dale um, because we had moved. We had moved to Ohio. Mm-hmm. we We're looking for a house, and I knew that I needed a kiln, and I was really used to using. A, putting my pots into a gas kiln a okay. reduction kiln okay. when I was in California so I said I've got to have a gas kiln how am I going to do this because they're you know they can be expensive right and I had seen Dale put a post up um, and it was a picture of his kiln I said I think that's that might be the kiln that I was thinking about I that I could afford mm-hmm. so I ended up reaching out to him and he said well he said mine's going to be for sale if he can wait a few months and of course I knew that he had He was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Right,
2: that was very sad to hear that. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so I had never met him until my husband and I drove out to his place, and um, he showed me what he had, and we negotiated a, a price and I bought basically almost everything that he had. Wow. So his his updraft gas kiln I I, I throw every day with the Brent wheel that I bought right. from him. right I still have my old Shimpo <laughs> from college. So it's like 40 plus years old. <laughs> that gives away my age. It's, it's patina it's patina as well. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's still still works great. Awesome. Yeah, and you know a bunch of other stuff. So
2: When you, you know, I've I've been you know, the first potter. I've uh, talked with or you know interviewed for the podcast um with you working with other people's equipment Mm -hmm. um as i know people who take on trees from people that have passed otherwise or you know there's this um kind of a sense that they're still with them do you get that like maybe the Um, the spirit of of uh, him
0: i'm
1: thankful i'm I'm thankful that that i was able to take on another potter's um equipment and you know you feel like you're continuing the legacy um there were a few people that wanted my first pots that came out of the of out of dale's kiln oh yeah and and that never happened probably because i had to start you right. know I, I took some pots to the local show the cleveland mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. and um maybe you know maybe i'll talk to him again but now that i'm not using dale's kilns so right. much anymore i i am going to get back to it though right well then but this new kiln that i have is just going they say because
2: you have double the kiln double the fun <laughs> <laughs> right, right
1: it's just it's a it's a lot more work to fire in a gas kiln and i i was not having a whole lot of luck with it hmm. um it's an updraft kiln, much a little bit harder to use. Hmm.
2: What's the difference from um, updraft to application of what you have now?
1: Um, well, I'm firing in an electric kiln now. Okay. So it's it's very dependable. Um, you know, you, when you're firing in an atmospheric kiln, um, clays and glazes do a lot more interesting things. But because of the the ability to control firings and, and slow the, the climb of the temperature and, and slow the decline in the temperature. My glazes are just way better than they ever used to be.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat> you know, I, I'll soak for an hour. Um, so that gives the glazes chance to, to do their magic. Right. Yeah.
2: That's really cool. Yeah. Have it's interesting. Have you ever considered doing um, like a wood-fired kiln at all in the um, future?
1: Yeah, I, I I was hoping to get involved in a in a wood firing that's up in I think it's in the Ravenna area, okay. so north north and east of here, mm-hmm. and I think they're still doing firings in that kiln. Um, That'd
2: be but, exciting to see what you get out of that.
1: Yeah, that I I participated in a soda firing once when I was out in California, and it was pretty special.
2: Oh yeah, I mean yeah, the
1: results are really textures,
2: great. everything you know it's like yeah. a fine food you never forget it <laughs> I know
1: I know I still have one pot oh, <laughs> <yeah>. from that <laughs> keep I'm, it always I'm yeah. not going to get rid of it right <laughs> no. that's one thing kind of like kids you know yeah. sometimes I have a hard time getting rid of a pot you know selling I, yeah. it yeah I mean you
2: put your you put your physical self into it you know mm-hmm. it's like a tree it's like I was told by a mentor of mine in uh, Portland from Bones Society of Portland he was the past president um, years back he's told me times time, I'm going to say keep your first Yamadori and keep your first one you style. And yeah. then keep your first one that you style by yourself. And, okay. you know, the list yeah, goes on because yeah, you always yeah. have your first, right? You know, right. Absolutely. Just like your pots. Like, I can – I fully I, – I appreciate that because you're actually taking the time to almost see where your experience has taken you through your pots, right?
1: It, it's really important to see your progress, to see yeah. your history.
2: How, um, how would you classify your progress now? Like, what, what do you see that yourself has changed or gotten better or influenced or – uh, you know, the list goes on. with so Yeah, to say, well, but is there
1: anything you know, particular
2: you could think
1: of? Or? I would say that in the beginning of really focusing full time on bonsai pots, mm. um, you know, there's a lot of experimentation, right? And and kind of learning about what it is that I do the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've I've been able to make a, a good, a well constructed bonsai pot. Mm but i feel like i've always kind of i i haven't really focused on what it is that i like mm. and and now it's like okay to do what i like because right. people like it <laughs> and and i'm i'm really influenced by traditional pots awesome um i i felt like in the beginning and i was suffering a little bit of that from that i've got to be new and different right and I out think, of the box. That, yeah. yeah, I think, it like, like the you know, the kind of the heavy load that you're carrying when you're first out of college, and that yeah. emphasis on new and different yeah. and creative. Um, it's okay for me to be inspired by tradition, and I enjoy that, and I'm just going with it. And I've been able to slow down a little bit, <laughs> not that I, you know, banged out pots. Um, but it's okay for me to slow down now now i just have to you know the what i can get for a pot has to kind of come up to the point of how much time i'm taking to make these pots yeah exactly and that's hard yeah that's really hard as an artist i think some people are just really gutsy and they can put a price on something and you know they're they're good with it but it's hard for me because i think i look at it well i couldn't afford it to pay that much right. I dealt with that when I was a, a faux finish artist and muralist mm. these people are spending thousands of dollars sometimes to do a whole house I'm like I don't have that kind of money
2: right. I'll do the application though <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that's, yeah,
2: that's an interesting concept too in the idea that that's I want to say it's like an argument with yourself but in it that is. duality right oh
1: it's it's definitely an argument with yourself yeah. because you need to survive exactly. you know, I'm yeah. doing this if I didn't have to make money, then if I was, you know, independently wealthy or, sure. you know, whatever, sure. I, I would be doing it anyway. I'm not right. doing it for the money. Oh, of course. I'm doing okay. it because I love to do this. Yeah. But it's really nice to have the reward of people paying, you know, handing you money and you give them, you know, something that you've created.
2: I say, and the fact is, too, that, like I said, you put your blood, sweat, and tears physically in it. Yeah. And the time you spent, you know. Um, as far as, you know, I asked this question a lot too, like, what would you say to a new potter? Or in this case, a potter getting experience, you know, yeah. I, I picked your brain a little bit because I'm going to take classes just for fun, mm-hmm. just to get a, a resonance of like, oh, this is what it's like to have clay in hand, you
1: know, yeah, yeah. You're,
2: not, you're not finger painting, but you <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: No, it's, it's great. Um, I would say, and, and I've kind of just came to this conclusion because I've been, now that I've really been working with clay full time for a little while now, Mm -hmm. I would say, get your, just, just get to know the clay. Make as many pots as you can. And the other thing that's really, really important is not only to look, but try to get your hands and touch and feel Mm -hmm. some really good pots. If you want to make bonsai pots, then you've got to, you've got to feed yourself with good quality.
2: Do you, yourself, do you buy, um, well, I'm sure you have certain artists that you like, right? Mm-hmm. Do you buy pots from them to learn from their uh, I pots and
1: things? I haven't done that, um, but I certainly look a lot yeah. on the Internet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And any t- any chance I get, like when I was at the Mab show in New Jersey, yeah. um, Dave Paris, mm-hmm. he walked by and he, he just like shoved a couple of pots under my nose. And he said, take a look at these. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, <laughs> they were just little, little right. pots. But they were just so well crafted and finished, and you know those are the kinds of things that you you need to to touch it. you need to feel mm. it, you need to familiarize yourself with clay and don't expect to make anything great for a while
2: right trial and error
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i I think that you know there's a tendency to either overwork the clay when you're first starting out mm. or to just throw stuff together and and go for volume and there's a there's like a happy medium there um, I think it's really important when you're making the pot, even, even like now that I'm spending a lot more time detailing pots Mm -hmm. than I, than I've ever done, Mm -hmm. you still, there's a certain amount of that handwork that needs to remain. Right. Um, you don't want it to look like it came out of a mold.
2: Right. Or like, you know, it was a slip cast or whatever.
1: The, The maker's hand still needs to be there, but it, you don't want it to be overworked. Right. There's a fine line. I I don't know. And then you only learn that just by making and doing.
2: And by making and doing, has it led to you to have a preferred shape or a favorite shape to make or preferred pot style?
1: Um well I think I think a few things have emerged since I've since the national convention and where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like making um, I like making like cut, not cut corner pots, but like I I, I do a lot of throwing. Mm-hmm. So I'll take a, um, I'll throw a circle without a bottom and then that, after that dries enough to handle it, that comes off and that's shaped into either an oval or a rectangle. Mm. The um, most recent pots that I've made were rounded rectangles but they had like a little indented corner in them. So they really oh, wow. are kind of like a rectangle moko. That's cool. <clears throat> I really had a great time with that. And then putting feet on that. Ma- match the contour of the pot. So anything that just takes a little bit more time, say, yeah. a little bit more handwork, a little bit more technique, I think I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, cloud feet. So the, the rectangles, and I should have shown you that before. Oh, we still got time. <laughs> yeah. um, I like doing cloud feet now. Right. They take a lot of time, but, but the they're just special. Right? Yeah. yeah. Really cool. And I don't care if they they they're reminiscent of Japanese pots, right. but they're they're not purposeful copy exactly
2: you know, it's, and just it's your own a nod influence to that. Right? yeah and it's a homage would you say right, right.
1: it is yeah. i mean i had a couple of people come up to me at the mabs convention and said are you an importer i was like
0: wow no. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> and that's
1: where that's where like like i it started to rise inside of yeah. me like what's going on like here what's going on like, like that, that confidence of <sighs> like
2: uh people know who i am yeah, yeah. it's it's
1: I'm still not 100% used to it. And I I hope that I never do get used right. to it. Right.
2: And knowing you for two years, you know, we're in a boat where we just enjoy what we're doing and yeah. put our head at the grandstone, you know what I mean? Yeah, I
1: know. Head down, you're, you're just thing. working, 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 and then once in a while you get out and you, you're with people and you get some good feedback, you get some right. honest criticism. Yeah. I, I want all wow. of it. Just remember Oregon,
2: to use biodegraders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Are you doing more um, pots to make to sell, or are you doing more uh, specific orders for people as far as, um,
1: I, I have a backlog of commissions. Not a, not a ton, but, but still, you that's know it. what? It's yeah. starting to add up, and say. I think I'm, I'm going to go... Because <gasps> as soon as I get done with the show in Chicago, I'm doing the Midwest Bonsai Show in August... So that, all all summer long, that's what I'm working on. That's, that's coming possible. up in...
2: Yeah, it's it's um
1: August 18th, 19th, and 20th, I think, are the dates. So I've got another, you know, solid month of working, and then I'm going to be glazing and firing and, you know, doing all of that. Oh, man. Um, but that's, I mean, that's so exciting. It's it just really so I mean, exciting. I've done some good, good shows recently, and it just, shows, like, yeah. happened all of a sudden.
2: Well, it was time, you know. Like, Rob and I talked, and... You know I both are like it's gonna take off when it does. It's gonna be just driving down the street and no looking back, you know? Uh,
1: yeah, it's well it's like, it's exciting. And you know, I mean a shout out to Rob because he's he's right. just the nicest guy. He's so knowledgeable, hmm. he loves pots and right. he's been really, really helpful. Yeah, to definitely. Me.
2: Definitely. And yeah, to the whole community and that's you know you know how Rob and I met, I told you and whatnot, you know, uh, through the mark fields association with mm-hmm. rob i was like hey do you know anybody kind of deal i was helping market as a yard when i first moved to town went up to indiana for a conference with my wife okay. and I'm like, cold called him like hey i made a nationals i don't want to sit in a car for six hours can i come pull weeds for your trees wow, Sure, are sure over cool. and i just asked him he like, gave me rob's number and um we were chatting and talking and he had that idea for the nursery right mm-hmm. and then i'm like oh what do you want to do with it and his whole encompassing like, i want to create a bigger scene for the community with your intention of how you do pots do you want to see more potters from ohio i mean because i know there's Iker, there's um georgie Bo- in, volcano yeah volcano yeah
1: um,
2: it. like david georgie i think or yeah Edward.
1: dave georgie david up georgie, in yeah. the cleveland area um, yeah.
2: you know those are yeah. there but what do you want to see more as yourself doing this now full-time for ohio being specific as um, your home base
1: Wow, that's an interesting question because you know, I mean, competition is always really healthy. Definitely, because <clears throat> if not, it's you're very... just
2: you know, you're not growing, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, and and you know, like uh, I think it it is healthy. Yeah, yeah. The more, the merrier. Right. <clears throat> um, yeah. I think that I would like I would like to see any anybody that is going to venture into bonsai pot making to pay your dues and How do you to do that? really, well, just it, pay your dues, work with clay, get yeah. to know the clay and look like I, before you came yeah. like earlier today, I was pulling out some books that were kind of important to me throughout my career. And one of them is, um, here, hang on a it's hmm. ceramic form. And this is, this is all, you know, it's all creative.
2: Peter Lane, this is a um, beautiful book.
1: Yeah, it's a great book. And and I had gotten that book out just recently. Wow. Um, one of the potteries, uh, pottery stores that I buy um, supplies from, they're actually in New York. So when I go to oh, okay. visit my daughter yeah. in New York, we drive up to Kingston, New York, and I get stuff there. Um, they had a they had a picture put up of a of a ceramic artist's work and they said if you can identify this send us an email and then we'll put you in a um you know a pool for winning gift certificates so oh, i was wow. like i know who that is <laughs> i just couldn't think of the name yeah. I, I hadn't saw seen his work in a long time so i pulled this book out i scanned the artist list of this that's it and i wrote to him and it, of course it was i mean yeah. there was no doubt right. but then i looked at this book and i thought oh my gosh i've got to look at this book some more and it's all you know, nothing in there is bone tie pots. No, but but it's, it's, it's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. Textures I mean. and, and form, and, you know, it's just amazing. So I'm going to spend some time in the evenings and go through it and be inspired again.
2: That's what's awesome, too, is that you never stop studying.
1: Yeah, you, know, you, you keep can. pushing
2: yourself. And as you said, pay your dues. Like, just keep connecting with everything, you know.
1: Look, um, work with clay look at good bonsai pots and try to emulate what it is that you like. Right. I don't, I think it's better to, instead of trying to be unique and and individual, that's where you pay your dues. You learn traditional shape.
2: Yeah, form and setting. Yeah. Uh, I I appreciate you saying that because, you know, as Americans as we are, you know, my wife being Japanese. Yeah. It's a big talk we have and I know we've discussed this idea that Oh, sometimes we feel like we're American. We almost feel obligated to have this. I need to do something completely different because it's in my culture. <laughs> it's like, well, no, yeah, you can yeah, take no. a step back and you know just reel it in.
1: Yep, I like there was. It's 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 tradition f- for somebody to want to learn ceramics. You go and you right. apprentice and you live in their house and you do their laundry and you help cook and you do all those kinds of things. And then after you've gotten to know the family, then they start you out. You know, maybe reconstituting clay and hmm. you know doing all the grunt stuff and then right. at some point you've you've moved on to actually maybe producing something important so I think that I, I don't know we've lost touch with that it's not hmm. it's an, like an instant it's an instantaneous gratification right and right. true gratification I don't think it comes it should come that fast
2: no, it takes time, you know. It does. So like learning yeah. to walk. That's right. Yeah, with, you're gonna learn that with yeah, your little yeah, one. Old, uh, she's what now? Three weeks and two, three days old. It's crazy, you know. Just the the time she's grown now. Like wow, Juniper, you're getting big. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yeah, um, amazing how fast. If you had the grow. opportunity to study in Japan, would you take it?
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I could if I could feel comfortable with leaving for a little while, right. Um. Yeah, I think that would be great we my husband and I were hoping we both love Japan. We mm. have for many many years, mm. and so hopefully next year we can <clears throat> put together a trip.
2: Any specific areas you're gonna you're gonna go to Tokonoma, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then all around everywhere else for food and everything too.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I um, that's probably where we're gonna spend most of our time. Right. And you know, I I, I I'm just starting to do a little bit of research.
2: Oh, you have a blast. It's an amazing country. Yeah. Anywhere you oh, go, it's
1: just... I can't, I can't you know. wait to go. It'll
2: happen, too, because you have the drive now, and what do you think, you know, in this thought process of you possibly going, what do you think you take out of it just right now? Because I'd love to ask you that question when you come uh, back. Oh, to go like... to
1: go to Japan. Um, well, I, I I just... I want to see the inside of studios. I want to mm. see the inside of the workshops where where these wonderful potters make beautiful bonsai pots and just watch them work and and just get to know them just a little bit you know and and just the beauty of the countryside i want to touch and feel the clay that they're using i want to see what it's like you know (laughs) Um, yeah
2: that would be cool and and I'd, and
1: I'd love to be able to you know visit a bonsai nursery oh well, there's quite garden. a few people. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> throw a rock maybe hit a, maybe hit four or five right and then food you know oh yeah oh yeah and that, you know it all transcends into one thing um, with your studies as you're going to now and you keep studying and everything what are some of the biggest takeaways from I don't want to say failures but the ones that didn't work out the pots that didn't work what have, um, what have you
1: got from those? Don't rush. You um, know, there, there are times when I know that maybe I've tried to join two pieces of clay that are not the same moisture content, hmm. and and I've had a failure here and there. I, I would say my success rate has really increased quite a bit, so that's that feels good. I know that I'm, you know, doing the right thing. But there have been a couple of times where I have like, oh, I probably shouldn't have put these two pieces together, or I bent a moved a piece of clay that was a little bit too dry
2: gotcha what um what keeps you going i love it i just love what i'm
1: doing that's what keeps me going you know
2: i can can, that resonates with your energy that you give off just for the pots and how you talk about it i mean i've known you like a while right yeah there's a reason what's happening now is happening to you because you resonate all this positiveness with your pots and just well, it's nice, it, it, fun to
1: hear you say that oh, because well. some, sometimes I think, well, what, you know, I, I guess I do question, well, what does keep me going besides the fact that yeah. I feel like I'm in my element? You know, I look, yeah. most of the time I look forward to getting down into my studio. Hmm. Um, sometimes I come down here and I have no idea what I'm going to make i 'm hmm. not mass i 'm not mass producing i 'm not making the same shape over and over again, but if you look behind you, so yeah. I did a whole series of those because I had somebody actually somebody in England that wants me to make a pot for a customer's juniper small juniper wow and so i was like okay i've got to explore this form because they they saw something that they liked on instagram but Mm. they wanted to bring it up a little bit and elongate the form a little bit for some reason i don't know why but i felt like i was struggling trying to get get that right plus have this have it be the right size right so you know as you know clay shrinks Mm -hmm. so you've got to You've got to figure out how much what your size underrated? is going yeah. to be when you start because yeah. it's going to shrink between twelve and thirteen percent. I didn't
2: realize it was that much. Shrinkage. Yeah. It, now, does it depend on the clay you're using, or just um, overall?
1: Yeah, clays. Most of the clays that I'm or? using are anywhere from twelve, twelve and a half to thirteen percent shrinkage.
2: So, then how much more do you add on?
1: Um, well, like my formula is, if it needs to be ten inches um, when it's done, I take ten divided by eighty-eight percent. Which oh, gives wow. me the twelve percent shrinkage. Right, right. I had to call my daughter to.
2: Finish. I was just my <laughs> so, well, math that? person. <laughs> I was like, that's quite a yeah. Wow, that's absolutely. I was like, wow, that's. <laughs> I am not a
1: math person, that's
2: but um, yeah. So, so that's whatever, the whatever, the,
1: whatever the shrinkage is with your clay, and, and that can vary a little bit. And right. I think most people understand that this is not an exact science. So, right. you know, if the clay is a little bit wetter when I throw it, then it's going to shrink a little bit more.
2: Is it Um, seasonally dependent too? Because we're in your basement right now. It's perfect because it was hot. It wasn't as hot as it was last week or yesterday. But I'm actually
1: sometimes chilly down here, which is kind of kind of neat. I was gonna say it's kind of cool. Right. right. (laughs) No pun intended. Right. But
2: like um, seasonally, are you doing much clay work here in wintertime? Because, you know, yeah. you get a lot of snow up here,
1: yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I I work all winter long. And winter is kind and, of nice. It's a little bit cold, but I keep a little aquarium, a submersible aquarium heater in my water buckets. Okay. Keeps the water nice and right. warm. Right. So that that's great. As long right. as my hands are warm, I can
2: right. I can work. Yeah. And
1: I have a little oil-filled heater that I nice. plug in, and it's pretty comfortable. You know, it's it's pretty constant.
2: Do you have a favorite season that you like to work in? Or that you take... Well, oh, I mean, it's a two-part question. I like to work in and also take more inspiration from.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, honestly, I think I'd like to be in the studio in the wintertime because mm. it's dry and pots dry a lot faster. Makes sense. And so I can I can produce... Turn I out. really feel yeah. like I can produce more quickly. It's it's humid now, so my pots don't dry as fast. Right. I don't have to keep as close of an eye on them. In the wintertime, you know, I have to really because if if things aren't covered well, they can dry out a little bit more on one side mm-hmm. and then that
2: that warp too and everything. Y- yeah, like.
1: it's most noticeable when I'm throwing a pot and it's coming off the wheel and it's going to get shaped into an oval or a rounded rectangle or whatever. If if that pot dries out unevenly, I can I can, it, it'll feel harder on in one area. Ah. And yeah, so it's you have to be... I, I do have to be careful.
2: That's good to know. I It makes sense in, you know, the the way it works with the temperature and everything else, but yeah. hearing it from the person making it, it was like, oh, uh, you do have I, struggles. But <laughs> and,
1: and, and, you know, I've, I'm, I'm still learning, but I've also learned that if I can get my two pieces, so I have to... If I'm going to do a, a joined pot, mm. I'll throw and then I'll roll out a slab at the same time. As soon as I can touch the clay... I'm bringing the two pieces together, and I'm covering them up, and I can let them sit there for a little while so that they equalize moisture
2: right. with the insulation area.
1: Yeah, because what what'll happen is, <clears throat> if the slab is a little bit wetter than the walls, the slab's going to shrink more, and then it's going to cause the the walls to do this, hmm. and then you'll get a little bit of a warp. Ah. So um, you know who who's like Sarah Rayner? She none of her pots. Are warped. I haven't seen a warped pot. I have a few They're nice and flat. Uh, I have
2: a few different generations of Sarah Rainers. I've gotten um, paid a decent price for them, you know, yeah, I know on, the, I on know. the options and whatnot. But I was like, I have to have this. And it seems like each generation has been a new uh, form of life in the pots mm-hmm. as far as what she's given and inspiration, like we're talking about as a, your inspiration for seasonality, you know. Yeah. Do you consider yourself? having that as well in that experience of like each pot you make is a different uh, form of life or it, well
1: you know. yeah I, I mean i guess every time i every time i make a pot especially one that i have spent a lot of time on and i'll stand back like the one that i i was just showing yeah, you yeah the, thing, the rectangle looks like, wow. <laughs>
2: and,
1: and um and i'll look at it and i'll mm. go okay that catches your
2: eye so i like, wow.
1: i so now i just have it just has to get through the drying and the firing right. slabs are really Unless they have a nice substantial rim on them, they'll tend to want right. to warp. Right. They'll either go out. Typically, they go in. And um, um, I know there's a I know there's a way to to get that. So there, I I feel like a beginner. You know, when mm. it comes to making these just straight you know slab pots that don't have a substantial rim, I'm still learning. Um, a little bit of warping, I think I'm finding is okay. People don't care. Oh, is it? Yeah. When you yeah. get a tree in a pot, it doesn't matter. But it's it jumps out like a like a pimple on your nose. <laughs> you know, like no, it wasn't supposed to be like that. How right. can I do this so that it's not warping?
2: So tender and just obviously there, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. But um, um, what what shape do you want to make? What's the shape that's like out of your grasp right now that you'd like to make?
1: Um, I'd like to make a lotus pot.
2: Ooh, that would be beautiful to see what yours would look yeah. like. Yeah.
1: I don't know if that's going to happen before Chicago, because I, I know it's going to take some time. The
2: winter's coming. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's going to that's be definitely a winter project, <clears throat> and probably as soon as I get some of these commissions under control. I've got a couple of suey bands, large suey bands that I have to make, right. and... Um, you know some bigger stuff, and I have some pots that I have to make. See this contraption here? That's yeah. My, I was wondering what that my was. My pot flipper. That's wow. for big pots. I cannot. Flip Did you it. make
2: that, or no?
1: Had, had somebody made it for really? me?
2: Yeah. Is there a I'm, name for it, or just the pot flipper? The pot flipper. Okay. <laughs> no. Trademark Trademarked. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, actually, um, it was made by um, Roger Lehman, who makes the okay. beautiful, the wonderful stands.
2: The, uh, the yeah.
1: bonsai stands. I've probably have seen like them, but
2: oh, okay, yeah, I, I know. Superfly sells. Yep, yep, yep. I've seen those. Yeah, he, he
1: manufactures those. We were talking at the MABS show, and I guess he had designed the pot flipper that Ron Lang uses because Ron was making some really, really big pots. Right, right. So anyway, we got to talking, and and he tweaked the design and. And he said, do you, do you want me to make it? And I said, yeah, you know, we talked about price. And he said, he just wants pots.
2: Mm. Oh, wow.
1: So I have, I said, well, you're going to have to wait a little right. while. I'm not going to, so I've got that, it's right. kind of hanging right. over my head. Right. But he's, he's okay with waiting. Right. But um, it works. And I added the foam on it so okay, that so. it, it yeah. grips, yeah.
2: That's an amazing invention. It's, That's quite the it's engineering thing awesome. right there. awesome, yeah. Like, and then my gym like,
1: attached it to the wall right. for right. me. Right. Yeah. But it, it, it helps. I can I can now make the biggest pots that will fit into my kiln without having to have my husband come down and help me flip them multiple times. I was going to say
2: because that gets heavy. It's just heavy <clears> weight. Yeah, I yeah.
1: I can handle you know I can handle a big pot before it has the slab on the the bottom on it. But both pieces of clay weigh about the same. So instantly it doubles in weight and i just don't i just don't have the strength so this works good it it's mm-hmm. smooth it, it does what it's supposed to do that's awesome yeah
2: with um you know going back you said you were in california you started back up there again cuz you hurt your shoulder um did you just get a wild hair just like i want to start doing clay again i want to start making pots no
1: ponds. it was pretty cool there's a there's a makers space in in the downtown mm-hmm. fresno area called fresno idea works I <laughs> and I a friend of mine that i met actually we went to church together and she took me to um, to Idea Works and kind of got the tour. And I met one of the, the guys who started Fresno Idea Works. I don't know. In conversation came up that um, I think he probably asked me what I did, and, and he said, "Would you be interested in teaching ceramics hmm. to a group of high school kids?" Oh wow, high school! I was like, uh, "Yeah, of course, I'd love to do that." <laughs> so it just kind of fell into my lap and um and it was a the the high school kids it was a high risk um charter school so these kids were coming back to get their their diplomas mm. and a small school and so anyway i got to teach ceramics they had later invited me to teach art classes at the school i i had a, i had gotten a substitute you know got my license to substitute oh, okay. teach yeah. so i was able to come in as a substitute teacher and I had a one of their teachers was a co teacher, so I oh, I led the class, but yeah. they were they were the teacher. So that was kind of cool. And that then during that that time, good. I ended up going from the, the makerspace, and I, I joined a um, like a co op and had my own studio space, and and that's where I really
2: you just took it ran yeah, with it. Yeah, it was cool. Did you? join any bonsai societies in california? oh yeah yeah
1: and fresno the fresno bonsai society it's a really good club yeah they were and they were really really welcoming um i had the great opportunity to see ryan neal like i think mm. two or three times yeah. they he used to go there on a regular basis to work on
2: the clark bonsai collection right right being that he went to school in there around yeah. the area, well not around the area but within california so we met a lot of people Yeah, yeah. Uh, have you you've never been to oregon have you I'd like to go someday. Michael Haggard was out there. I'll, you know, all the people. Yeah, if you ever get out there, let me know. You got a place to stay. All right. Cool. <laughs> but it's, um, with um, with the teaching kids and everything, do you see yourself being someday taking on an apprentice or teaching more or like going um, to clubs and teaching? You know? um,
1: I, I would I would go to travel to go to clubs. Yeah, I, I think that would be an interesting. to do it would be fun to share what I've learned and especially um you know I I I like to make kusumono Mm pots so that's a whole different animal right you know I I get to have it's kind of fun and very lighthearted making kusumono pots
2: what's the my experience being not very much within pot making I know Mm -hmm. there's distinguishing factors that are kusumono not kusumono what is it different why is it different I've never heard of anyone talk about it that way. Okay.
1: Well, Kusumono, I think that there's a little bit less of a need for tra- a traditional pot with Kusumono. Okay. So, you know, what would be a good way to compare? You know, bonsai pots, it's like it's like the classic car, mm-hmm. and Kusumono is like a dune buggy. Oh, okay. I, I okay. don't know if that's no, a good, sure. a no, good thing. You. Yeah, yeah. you know, have fun with it yeah. and be, be expressive. Um, a little bit more lighthearted, hmm. but well made. You know, um, young loves my Kusumoto pots.
2: Oh, I do too. I've got so many of them now. Oh,
1: that's right, Kusumoto. you do. <laughs> but how are those the they're ones? Doing great. That
2: ch- they're doing great. great. Thriving, Good. loving awesome. their little pots. You know, um, but they're you,
1: fun. They're fun. They're a little bit quicker to make, and and I've um, I've done a lot of carving, making my own stamps. So I get to play with texture. Yeah, it's just a little bit more lighthearted. Um,
2: Do you feel that's almost? I don't want to say breeding ground, but uh, uh, an outlet for you to experiment outside of the traditional realm that you're still yeah, yeah. following, and be able to find your own.
1: Sometimes I here. need to just get away from it, and just mm-hmm. not that bonsai making bonsai pots isn't
2: fun. Right,
1: but it's just it's yeah. just. It's a happy experience right. to make Kusamono pots. I don't know. It's just fun. It's
2: so like Free Will and Bob Dylan, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right.
1: No, they're, they're fun. It's just a whole different mindset. Mm. I still use the same techniques you know, as far as making a good quality pot. They're well constructed. They've got drainage holes. Right. You know, they're, they're put together well. Yeah. Um, but they're just, it's a different thing
2: just a different animal
0: and I don't
1: feel like one's any less than the other
0: right Um, right
2: it's just application Mm -hmm. that's really thank you for that you know explanation because I've wondered I'm like is there a difference I don't know because I don't make those (laughs) I I hope to someday just for fun yeah throw some clay um with clubs as you've been to clubs now right Mm -hmm. Uh, mainly Ohio Mm -hmm. or around outside the Outer Belt or yeah
1: just just Columbus and Cleveland really And then I was in I was um, in a couple of clubs in Florida and Fresno Bonsai Society when I was doing,
2: in California. Doing pottery at the time? Or just only Ohio for doing o-
1: Only Ohio since I've really been really diving into okay. um, making bonsai pots. But I've been associated, right. you know, and, and was making pots right. Right. with the other clubs, yeah.
2: But not like you are now. But in the sense of having it be, you know, all these clubs are bonsai related. Mm-hmm. But now you're doing pots full time within Ohio and having those, you know, Columbus to Cleveland Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if Cincinnati is doing anything, but you had Florida over here, California, that way. Um, what are some things you think about or would you say as far as clubs and ideas of pottery and around it that we get wrong? And the idea mm-hmm. of like educational or understanding. Does that make oh. sense?
1: Well, I I think that I get what you're saying. I I, I think that I would like to see people put a, put emphasis on good pots. I mean, I understand right. that that when you're training a tree, you you don't want to put it in a good pot. Right. But I think that there it would be good, and that's something where I've thought about. I started writing an article hmm. about how to choose pots for trees and some of the things to consider and <clears throat> there again those rules are made to be broken eventually right. um but i think clubs could put it put some more focus on pot selection mm. I, I don't know if that answers definitely you. no
2: yeah this is the idea of like you know you had it to where now people are coming to you for pottery
0: mm-hmm. and
2: before you were making it as a as a, as a, a fun thing not that it's not fun now but it was a thing where it was oh, more of a ho- hobby. Right, right. Yeah. And then you had this other idea of doing trees more probably than you are now because you're busy. busy I yeah, <laughs>
1: I don't have, a, I, I have some and what right. what I have, I've got just kind of a mishmash right. of things. Yeah. Right.
2: And being your time is yeah, so taken yeah. care of too. With those, you know, clubs outside of Ohio and with, as you answered that perfectly, um, was just wondering if there's like any takeaway that you got that you wish at the time you could have know more because you were making bonsai pots but do you feel like you know more now because of your time spent here and people you've met or is it just um well yeah
1: pe- you know people i people i've met i mean you know rob he we we yeah. chat and he's he's really been helpful and encouraging right. and it really helps to to talk to somebody who knows and right. not only knows what they like but can talk about it yeah. and and articulate why yeah um a lot of people they have good taste, but I don't know if they're always sure why. Right. You know that yeah. that you can t- so so some people are just innate. Teach you know they're just good at teaching mm-hmm. um, because they can talk about what it is that they know.
2: Yeah, I think Rob definitely fell into that that you know that shoe. <laughs> yeah, he's he's, so he's well.
1: definitely a, he's definitely a good teacher.
2: I would say so. Um, where are some places you want to go next? Where do you want to, what what clubs do you want to see? What shows do you want to go to uh, outside well, of Lindsay?
1: Yeah, so so Chicago's next. Um, I don't know if they're going to be doing a Shoheen convention. I've been um,
2: hearing talk back and forth. Like, yeah. I don't know for sure either. If
1: you if you hear that they're going to, I, I thought that I had heard that Bill was not going to do right. the Shoheen convention in Kannapolis. Right. But I think that that would be. I'd really like to. St- I I'm, I like small things. Mm. I've always liked small things, so I could see spending a a good amount of time just making Shohin containers, and and being able to go to a Shohin show. I've been to the um the Shohin convention in California. Okay, and that was that's a really good show.
2: Do you think there's um a less of a quantity of Shohin pots around in the bonsai culture?
1: I've been told that that there it would be great if there were more. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the answer that. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I I was just listening to um, Andrew Robson's uh, professional, uh, mainly deciduous focus, but mm-hmm. um, Michael Hagedorn's apprentice from a couple of years back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he just had an episode on his podcast about. Uh, Shohin with a guy named John Romano, in, I believe, in, in the East Coast, and they were discussing okay, I Shohin. I to that. It was really good. Yeah, this yeah, it, was, yeah, it was okay. yesterday, and it was really good. And it um, got me thinking about Shohin and the idea of like, yeah, there's not a lot. It's all
1: no, and and, and I th- I don't know. I think sh- I think Shohin, you know, small bonsai is just extra special. They're right. just right. like jewels. That's really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not only not just the horticulture. Yeah aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. It's it's hard. I mean I can't tell you how many little I, I love accent plants mm-hmm. and I can't tell you how many, you know, you miss a watering, it's like, eh, gone. <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> and
2: military. even
1: something that I put purposely like on my windowsill in my kitchen. Just a little type of fern that I had. Yeah. And it's like, I forgot to water it and it's like <sighs> dead Oh I watered it right away and it looks like it might might right, be gonna come back. back. Yeah. But it doesn't fun. take much. Right.
2: And that's the thing. And too. so Shoheen is just you know, um, I did a podcast with Chase Rosade up in uh, his place. Uh, I ha- right I-
1: I'm going to be listening to that. Oh, I did that. I, I, that. I-, I apologize no, not, for that. Not-,
2: not putting that out there. Like, you listen to it. But it was in the idea of uh, having his experience. And I didn't know he started out with small trees. He did? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, that- I always start out with small trees. Said, really? He's like, yeah. And then I think he said it was John Knock. I was like, you need bigger trees. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. He's like,
2: okay, John. Okay. And then, you know, <laughs> <did> <laughs> Fortitude that way is just like, oh, it fell into place. But he's like, Yeah, still go with smaller trees. We need more.
1: I I agree. I think I think it it you know, the big big trees are impressive, but I think that the little Shoheen displays are equally as impressive.
2: Like Mark Fields displays. Oh my gosh. Those are Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. he's he's amazing. I had an opportunity to he commissioned me to do a pot and then he sold the trees that I might it might be getting sold. Right. And he did, so so anyway, that's that cool. got me inspired to go right. ahead and, and work on it. So that's my next shape, yeah. Yeah. is to make a, it like a bag-style pot as an oval. Hmm. So that's, you know, it, yeah. it
2: that has, has really that nice cool.
1: shape. Yeah, it was for a um, root over rock trident that he had that was in, in um, the Michigan show.
2: <clears throat> I, I've never seen that one, but it would be, be cool to see that. He, he
1: sold, I guess he sold it recently.
2: So, got to make money. <laughs> I get absolutely, it. Absolutely. I get absolutely. it. Absolutely. With, um, who is somebody you'd want to work with? Would you ever do a pairing? Like, would you ever do, like, a artist um, Yeah, like as a, a matter of artist fact, artist, have, you know? f-
1: have you heard of Steve Z. Barth? I have not. He's in the Cleveland Club. He's okay. actually an art teacher at Baldwin Wallace, and he oh. makes beautiful pots. He, he typically puts a little um, relief sculpture of a crab Ooh, on his pots and right. I'm sure you've I'm sure I think I've seen those because the work. crabs
2: are very distinct right yeah, yeah yeah
1: but I'd like to do a um you know a a piece with him we talked about it the last meeting that I was able to go to so at some point we'll do it I think you know it's just an a, it's time. Right. Just finding the time to, right. to do something like that. There's always winter. <laughs> well, I think a lot's going to happen this winter. But then I'll be busy getting ready for the next round of shows. But Right.
2: Do you see yourself um, kind of slowing down on the shows coming in the future? I, I
1: think I'm going to have to. Right. There, there are a lot of work. Yeah. Because
2: um, you're driving everywhere, right? You're not uh, flying yeah. in and having a ship or anything. No, no. A lot I mean, of fortunately,
1: to. my daughter lives in New York, so that right. makes it a little bit easier. Definitely. Um. But yeah, you know, I'd I'd love to be able to go to do a show in California, but the mm. logistics of that, you know, because I know I got to know people out there, right. and they were so encouraging and supportive, to have a bonsai potter in their midst, you right. know, and that was great. So I really appreciate that group of people out there.
2: Yeah, There's like you got Bob Presley out there with his nursery and stuff and everything. I
1: I so. actually met Bob for the first time. Um, in
2: in new york national, national same, convention same for me. yeah I was like, you're your yes i am who are you uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I and mean, he's 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 a gem of a person as well you know he's very mm-hmm. honest and just tells you sincerely things <laughs> there, there's
1: there's a bunch, you know in california of course that's just a wellspring for bonsai
2: i, I you know i kick myself born in oregon lived there the majority of my life until the last you know four years or so I didn't venture down there often enough to just drink from the well. <laughs> yeah, right, I
1: know. It's it's a neat it's it's a great area and even in the Central Valley Fresno where mm. I lived and it gets hot, hot, hot. Um, there's there's some great bonsai in in, in the central valley of California. The the club that I was involved with it, it, Fresno has the Shenzhen Garden, and they have mm. the Clark Bonsai Collection there. So they have some amazing, amazing trees. Right, right. And you know, Ryan comes, and they get yeah. people. So there's always just this flow, inflowing of of really talented bonsai teachers right. that come there.
2: Yeah, and like and the two days a
1: week, the people from the club would just they'd just come to the garden and they'd just work on trees. I mean, when I didn't have anything going on, I could go twice a week and just.
2: That's an amazing experience too. Yeah, it makes it was you great. better at the craft because oh, you're yeah. working on trees that are very well established. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Wow. So it was, it was pretty special.
2: What uh, What's your favorite tree? Or um, I love
1: tree? I love larches. I ah. really love larches, and um, cool. you know I like boxwoods.
2: Okay, like <laughs> Kingsville. What kind of? I, I have
1: like three little Kingsville, and we dug up some just landscape boxwoods that have some pretty big caliper trunks, you know, maybe like oh, yeah. three-inch oh, yeah. trunks. And they're just sitting... I didn't even put them into good bonsai soil. They're just Those things know, have grown everything. <laughs> yeah, so those are going to get worked on. And I have a um, an ammer maple
2: nice. that, that
1: I finally got it put into, you know, pumice and, and um, volcanic.
2: Do you stuff. use your own pots, or do you get other people's pots when you've had them from the past and <laughs> use those?
1: I have, like... Two trees and my pots, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have anything really special, right. you know. Right. But yeah, I I have, I have a a little um, larch that I actually got from Ken Hooth. nice, and it's going to go into a pot of mine next year. Very so cool. I have to figure out what it, what I'm going to make right. for it.
2: Extra special, little. which is
1: kind of exciting. To it's probably going to go in. I don't know non bond, which are Very fun cool. to make. They're hard. Oh
2: yeah, non bonds are I, really hard imagine? to make. Yeah, yeah. With okay. your with your time, you know, as you put in throughout the times you've gone in, I want not say in and out, but um, blowing down the river of life, mm-hmm. right? You take a stop here, you take a stop there. What um, What do you think always led you back to clay? Uh,
1: well, it's just where I'm supposed to be. For sure. I just love... You know, I love gardening. I love hand, having my hands in clay, 3-dimensional mm. stuff. Like you're saying. It's yeah. just, you know, it was like coming home when I finally got back to clay after being away from it for 15 years. You know?
2: Wow, that's a good amount of time away too. Yeah,
1: it was a long I time. I remember you told me, yeah, because yep. you
2: did everything else, and then the shoulder injury. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, I was still blown away by 15 years, and it just goes uh, back like uh, like more than riding a bicycle, it's riding a motorcycle. Now. It felt, it
1: just, it felt so good. You know, there were things that I had to kind of almost, I had to call up from my memory. Mm. I had to, you know, the the finger memory. But now right. it's it's it's
2: sleep. just
1: it's like yeah, it's just a, another an extension of who you are. Definitely, um, it it feels good, and I I really believe that time away from something that you've been very dedicated to, mm. there's a le- there's a lot of learning that happens, right? When you're not doing what it is that you've been doing, um, there's a big growth period. And just in from those that. experiences
2: too, right? Because it reflects back in your work later on. Yeah, later
1: on. yeah, yeah. You just I don't know. You just you're not you're not labored mm. with having that. You know, constantly doing it. Um, I don't know. And you maybe you're looking differently. You're right. paying attention to things. The
2: experience in the eyes of yeah. life. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And then to get back with it, maybe it's there's just an excitement mm. when you've been away from something for a while. Mm. You just have a like a fresh desire to do something again.
2: Um, nice. That's 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 really um, that's nice to hear. Because <laughs> you know we've all been in places where. Oh, I feel like bad because I'm not doing what I want to do with that, but I can't. You know, you, like, like so I'm learning now. With I, I've had all this time before my daughter was born,
1: mm-hmm.
2: where I was doing tree styling and things and just getting the basics going for initial development and somewhere in refinement. And now I'm like, okay, it's not sidelined. It's just a different approach now to where daughter's here. Yeah, this is still right. there, the, but something's
1: on hold. Yeah, exactly. It's on hold. But you're gonna you're gonna just you're yeah. gonna realize that during that hold period. You're gonna learn.
2: Yeah, I mean, what I and, do and now, if you can <laughs>
1: embrace it, if you can embrace it, if you can get over the level of frustration yeah, that you yeah. can't do what you really, really yeah. love to do.
2: I went to um, after I went to was leaving from Chase's place because I mm-hmm. helped him up there with some repotting some trees, like I said when we did the podcast nice. and stuff. And I was very honored that he trusted me enough to do that. That's was like, great. Wow, you know, in his space, that, like, like, wow, you know, like,
1: that kind oh, of stuff is so exciting. That's, you know, it makes you, me happy. With it the, just the, you like know. things rise up inside of you exactly. when somebody trusts you.
2: Yeah. And um, I I, st- I stopped by uh, Jim Doyle's nursery on the way out, uh, Harrisburg, because it was all on the way home. And um, I approached Jim and was like, hey, you want to do a podcast? And I'm also here to get a tree. Because initially I wanted to get a um, a tree, and I'm calling it Jun- Junie or Juniper. You know? But he didn't have a small juniper, so I got a little spruce. So I call it Junie or Junebug. Because <laughs> cool. I'm like, oh, that's, that's kind of... <laughs> yeah. hey, juniper, wait, put the spruce. <laughs> but, you know, like... The intention with that is to, as she grows, style the tree as it grows. You know what I mean.
1: I think that's great. And
2: like I would love. That's like planting
1: to, planting a tree, you know. Exactly it in really that is. process, yeah. and that's
2: where I thought of it too. But in the, in the application, you can hold it. You know, you can sit underneath the one in the yard, but mm-hmm. think about how much land people have to use anymore, right? Right,
1: right.
2: You know, and the same for a pot. You know, I like I said, I I asked you. A couple months ago, I was looking at my schedule for the next two years of school, planning out my, my life. <laughs> and ideally, I'd love to create a pot that can be built upon. Does that make sense? As far as like having initial structure and then possibly doing something to add on to it. Not, not, uh, think of joinery with woodworking in yeah, the sense yeah. of that. I don't know if that's a possibility, but yeah, that's a know. far-fetched that's, idea. But
1: the, well, the challenge right off the bat is that with wood, you know, it's a stable material right. for the most part, right. and clay, right. it it shrinks. Right. So you'd almost have to make all the pieces and put mm-hmm. them together mm-hmm. for the future, right. and then then disassemble, you right. know, deconstruct it, right. and and then make it so that it can grow. Just because of the way clay shrinks, it would be really hard but you, you know i don't know you might come up with
2: i'm not i'm no engineer like like the, like the table turner or the pot turner but yeah <laughs> you know. yeah
1: i don't know that would be an interesting right. thing to think about you know you could do it from just think about the sketches and how you yeah, might right how these pieces might go together but then like i said you'd have to construct it i think all at once
2: right and that organic form because that's how i approach most of my life is just how does it start out and How do I want to see it at the end? Mm-hmm. But you never have a finalized form, right? Because yeah. with your pots, do you vision it at the end, or do you just see how the process goes? And um, I,
1: it I often I'll do sketches. I have I have pieces of paper all over the place. Nice, you know, nice. like I have a pile yeah, I of paper oh, yeah. up there. Yeah. Those are sketches. I've opened up some books, and I was like, oh, there, you know, a, a drawing <laughs> of a pot falls out, and it's fun to go back and look at those from twenty and thirty years <laughs> ago, and to see that. That the things that I like have not changed a whole lot.
2: It's got more refined,
1: maybe. Yeah, there's maybe a little bit of sophistication, but it's like you know when I was when I was painting the the painters that I liked then. Mm. I'll look back on them now, mm. or I did look back on them, and I go, oh, I'm you know I yeah. like painters that are a lot better than that right, person right, was, right. you know. So you just. Your taste refines, and I think that that same thing has happened with my pots. That the pots that I used to like, I'm my eye is on something, you know, right, more advanced, I right. guess, yeah, yeah. But you know, so I'm I'm looking at, and I'm I'm really bad with names, and I've got to improve that. But there are there are Japanese potters that that I. When yeah. I see their work, I'm like, yep, yeah. that's who made that pot. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like, oh, their little flair. Um,
1: um, what's his uh, Owen?
2: Owen. Right? Rich? Right, Rich. rich, rich. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, he. Problem for the we, <laughs> so, we
1: talked a little bit at the National Convention.
2: Oh, I and, met him there. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah,
1: and he came over, and he was saying, you know, he said he was kind of likening some of my pots to Peter Krebs. Oh, wow. And that was really cool. And I he even say. talked to me about, you know, 'cause Peter writes like a little poem on the bottoms of his pots. Oh, that's amazing.
2: That's amazing. He,
1: but they're in German, so Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> the average person isn't right. gonna know. Google but Translate. that was really cool. So there's a there's all kinds of little things that I think that I could start to implement that would just elevate the work that I'm doing to a higher and higher level. So that's right. my that's my desire is just to keep finding ways to just improve and and just keep the keep making more and more quality pots and mm-hmm. eventually you know i can look back on some of the first cloud foot pots that i made i was like boy i'm not doing that anymore a cool It seems
2: right. like it's yeah better, right you know? right right but
1: that's the goal that's yeah. that should always be the goal yeah. craftsmanship i mean i think so much in society today is like i don't think people even know what craftsmanship <laughs> is
2: well, it's unfortunate. Saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost unfortunate.
1: It, in general, yeah. you know, in general. I'm yeah. not talking about certain people, but in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's as the not cultural admired.
2: norm. is. Yeah, because everything seems to have gone in the way of, as, you, as I heard you state earlier, instant gratification in the idea of like uh, it, it, the yeah. process and time put in. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is also a big discussion in my household with the idea of the Japanese culture in that idea of where it's one thing their whole life. And mm-hmm. as I've done blue-collar work in many different facets, even now I'm landscaping and design work with that, you know. And won't say, you know, as we're talking now too with the podcast, all these things, it still comes into the realization for me that it does make sense to just focus on one thing and be really, really good at it. Yeah. But being American, it's hard for my brain to comprehend. It's,
1: it's hard. It's hard because there there's things that you can. Right. Learn right. from having dabbled in, yeah. in yeah. all different kinds of things. I mean, I, I look back at all the stuff that I've done and was like, wow, mm-hmm. I have done a lot. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, is that a good yeah. thing or is it is that a bad thing? Well, I think there's something to be said for both. For sure. Both sides of that.
2: Yeah, and and that what that's what makes us human yeah. as we are in our culture, right? Yeah, yeah. and. You know, I always think about, um, at the end of the day, now that I have a daughter, it was, before I had a daughter, like, oh, what do I want to be remembered for? And the idea of not being a pompous person, but, like, do I want to be remembered for being this kind of person at this yeah, time? Yeah, what kind of an
1: impact have you had? Exactly. You know, what, you know, how how are you exactly. going to better
2: like, especially this with younger art, generation?
1: You know? like, or, yeah,
2: like, yeah, yeah, and the application, like you are saying, you know, I always generally ask this question to anyone in the, in the art, bonsai or whatever they're doing in any art form. With your art specifically, what is something that you want people to take away from your art, and/or remember you for?
1: Craftsmanship. Okay. And that I care. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I, I yeah, and and good design. Yeah. Um, I'm not always going to be successful, right. but I think I, I think I really, I, I I want to be known as a good craftsman. Mm. Mm. Because I think if you know if you're a creative person you're you're going to make creative things but if you don't if you don't know how to make them right then you're going to have this really creative thing right. but it's not going to it's right. not going to it doesn't have everything that it needs to have
2: right it's not the training right yeah as far as time put in as you said yeah
1: it is it's time it, and that's you know that's the uh, i think that's the ethic ethos or whatever of japanese culture Spend the time, you know, put put time into Uh, it. Commitment, learn. Yeah,
2: yeah. It was like, wow, that guy, you know, full life, literally every day. that's amazing. Um, Where you're at now, like you talked about, your your, I'll say, popularity is getting more. Mm -hmm. How far do you want to? How much more popular do you want to (laughs) get?
1: Uh, well, popularity is kind of an uh, unusual right. thing. Right. Because um, I'm not used to being popular. Right. Being in sort of the limelight, I don't mm. know how much it suits me. Mm. I like talking. I mean, yeah. I like people.
2: For sure, yeah.
1: And um, uh, But there's a, I, sp- I think there's a lot of demand that goes along with that. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a real not a real good business person so i think there's i think i'm a little bit nervous about what that looks like right, um, right. but i you know I, I like the idea of making a selling my pots for a little bit closer to what they're worth
2: right and, and your time and, and my you time
1: know, you know yep. it's good to know that my time the time that i put into something i'm going to get see, see a little bit more of a reward for that mm.
2: um, do you remember not off topic but in the in the realm of bonsai pottery I just had an idea and I thought do you remember your first bonsai pot you ever saw
1: that I ever saw yeah no probably you know the 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 first memory of a of a bonsai pot and it wasn't really a bonsai pot was when I was probably about 12 years old our our family was good friends with the director of the Zanesville Art Museum okay and he he was also interested in bonsai and he oh wow he, yeah, and and not to any I mean right. he did not do bonsai but he had a juniper that he had started and he ended up giving it to me. And he had this little I wish I still had the pot. I don't know what happened to. Oh. it. But it was actually a copper pot. Wow. <laughs> copper. That's cool. You know, it was like a like a bag shape. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty little pot. And that's like the first thing that that I remember just the aesthetic of that shape. Mm. Um like I said, it was not a bonsai pot. But right. It was the just influence. a pretty, yeah, yeah. It was just oh, wow. And and he was just a he was just a, a wonderful individual.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah, he 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 had a profound influence on you know the art and all of that. So.
2: Definitely. Yeah, I I will say you know as we you myself and your husband were talking upstairs about cultural. Uh, things of Ohio <laughs> being mm-hmm. different parts i have realized like the north area is a little different than the middle yeah. south is definitely different than all the other two <laughs> right right <laughs> i've had a whole spread of the sandwich yeah, you know have. <laughs> <laughs> um i really feel there's this uh, inertia coming on this energy of uh bonsai here due to rob Dan, the club's getting more... Do you feel that as well? As far as more people getting involved?
1: Things are being... They're elevating. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You know, and I I think that that... With Dan White Hmm. being good at the IT stuff and promoting the shows in Cleveland, Mm -hmm. they're getting really good attendance. Mm -hmm. The club, they get a lot more people. I haven't been able to go to a whole lot of meetings recently, but there are a lot of people that come to the meetings.
2: I mean, to get up to one it's just conflicting with schedule as you, know, as you know
1: well maybe yeah there's a there's one tomorrow are you going back to columbus tomorrow, yeah yeah.
2: i'm busy with work
1: okay. <laughs> seven okay. days a week working
2: now okay. <laughs> yeah
1: i don't i don't know or not tomorrow it's i'm sorry saturday but yeah
2: yeah, yeah. um did you but, you guys just had the cleveland bonsai show right did you yeah
1: i i was i didn't go we had oh, yeah, some okay. family commitments oh understand. So I, okay. I didn't get I to go gotcha. yeah
2: i heard it was a good show yeah, I was that yes. one. Just because you know, family stuff. Which right, is right. first, you know, first yeah. Well, family. Father's Day, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was that like, that was oh, a big first Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the experience. That was fun. Where uh, can people find you? Do you have an Instagram? Do you have I have.
1: A- uh, well, I have a. Um, I have a website, mm-hmm. and I'm on Instagram, and I'm on Facebook. So it's April Grigsby Dot
2: com or.
1: Do- yeah. Dot no. com for my website, okay. and then April Grigsby Ceramics on Instagram and Facebook.
2: Okay, awesome. Yeah, um, and you're located in.
1: I am in a little town called Westfield Center. Hmm. It's about, I guess, 45, 50 minutes south of Cleveland, off of I 71. At the, um, we're we're just a little bit west of the um, interchange, the 224 I 76. I I seventy one cross. It's a, the Lodi truck stop. Yep, yep. So we're so not, all the oldest settlement. <laughs> yeah, we're not not far away from that, and we're actually our address is Seville. That's where our postal okay. we get, but we're in the little town of Westfield Center, and mm. that's where Westfield Insurance is. Oh, very cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Which well, is April. Little, yeah. Uh, thank you for thank time, you. This you was know? Great. Thank and that's, you. Let's hope really uh, more
2: people podcast that reach out to you. Yeah. That would be great. I think yeah. they will. And
1: yeah. you know, if people give me some warning, yeah, I'm, right. I'm, right. I, I hope invite, we give you enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, am, I You know, people are welcome to come by. We just have to set something up. You know, for the future.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate well, thanks, it. Ryan. Ryan uh, well, almost called you Ryan. It <laughs> 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 that happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Cool. Yeah. Keep on doing what you're doing. Thanks. No I, I love it. Today's episode has been recorded, produced, and edited by Kevin Ferris and Ryan Houston. Our music was provided by MIDI Cancer. To find more music from MIDI Cancer, check out their SoundCloud and Bandcamp pages. To find more information on the podcast, please check out our Instagram page, Boneside Time Podcast, and our website, com. To stay in touch with us, Kevin's Instagram is kevin underscore Ferris, PNW, and Ryan's website is right2tree2.com. You can find these links in the description below. Thank you for listening and bonsai on!